Hey, welcome to Highlight Church. Let's show some honor to our first-time guests. We are so honored that you are here today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Highlight Church. And uh, we're so excited you, you're here. Today I want to bring a message entitled, The Next Step. Today is Baptism Sunday. And we are ready to celebrate and commemorate uh, your brothers and sisters' faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're excited about that. We're expectant. I believe that uh, this is a, a day that God is going to change every single life in this church. And so I'm going to just tell you my goal. My goal is to get you dunked in the water today. That's my goal. That's my goal, right? So we have a couple people signed up, but you're going to get baptized if you've if you believe and you've never been baptized before, you're going to get baptized if you don't believe in Jesus. Today, you're going to believe in him. Then you're going to get baptized. So I'm just letting you know what it is, okay? And so join me in Acts. Uh, the Acts or the, the actions of the apostles. Now, the word disciple means student. The word apostle means ambassador or sent one. And so uh, the book of Acts was written after Jesus resurrected from death and he stayed around for about 40 days and uh, and then he gave his disciples a commission to go and preach the gospel and to baptize them them being the entire world in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit that's one god in three okay we're not going to deal with that today we'll deal with that later in october when we have our holy spirit series called the other guy it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I'm getting chills. Just the Holy Spirit. That's the Spirit, right? He just, oh, he got excited. He, oh, yeah, so I'm like, oh, calm down. All right, let's, let's just preach. And so, um, so, yeah, Luke, who did not know Jesus, he was a Greek physician, but he, he, he interviewed Peter, Mary, the mother of Jesus. He got firsthand accounts of the life of Christ. He wrote, the gospel according to Luke. So the word gospel means good news. These are four different books in your New Testament, four different accounts about the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Luke wrote one of them. Um, and then he wrote the book of Acts to give us an account of how the Spirit of God has been moving through us, the church, since Jesus' ascension into heaven. And he's still doing it today. This is why it's important that you engage God during worship because we're still the New Testament church. Amen. Jesus has not come back yet. The Spirit of God is here, and uh, worship is a, is a great time to encounter his presence. With that being said, we're going to pick it up here uh, in Acts 8, verse 26. Here we go. As for Philip, Philip was a disciple of the Lord Jesus. An angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Kandik, the queen of Ethiopia. So this eunuch was a man who dedicated his life to serving the queen of Ethiopia. He had no other purpose in life. He wasn't married. He didn't have any kids. He served the queen of Ethiopia. And so, uh, but uh, we understand that he was leaving Jerusalem because he was a believer in the one true God, Yahweh. So he was an Ethiopian man, but
but he believed in the Jewish God. And it's interesting that Ethiopia was the first country outside of Israel to believe in Jesus. It was the first Christian uh, uh, country outside of Israel. So Philip is doing some pretty monumental, groundbreaking things right now. Because I'm sure this eunuch went back and he shared the gospel with the Ethiopian queen. And therefore, she declared Ethiopia a Jesus Christian-centered nation. So this is so good. Based on a true story. When you're reading the Bible, you're not reading myth. You're reading things that happen for real, for real. You know, I love it when, well, I don't love it, but when people say, like, you know, the Bible is just a book full of myths and stories and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I don't understand what you mean because, like, historically Peter existed and Paul existed and even the, the secular historian Josephus documented all of these things that occurred to the Christians and Moses was real and Joshua was real like I don't get what you mean who who told you that lie you need to you're smart but you're not that smart and so sorry the eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship verse 28 and he was now returning seated in his carriage he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah Isaiah was real He's in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk beside the carriage. So Philip ran. It's interesting because if you read the, when you read the Gospels, you see Philip pop up a few times. Philip was one of the only disciples who was willing to get out of his comfort zone and to go and reach people who, were, who weren't normally a part of the normal 12. And so, so the Holy Spirit knew, God knew who to speak to when it came to, to being bold and, and getting the good news about Jesus out. So it was Philip. So he said, go walk beside it. Philip ran, and he got beside the carriage. And it says it here, Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah made the most prophecies or foretellings about Christ uh, uh, before Christ came. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I unless, I, unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The, the passage of scripture had been reading, he had been reading was this. He was, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his, of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. Verse 34, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself? Or someone else. So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. Philip told him the good news about Jesus. Um, whenever uh, my family and I, we, we head down to Orlando, uh, we, we have a, a connect. And um, if we reach out in time enough to this connect, we're able to get into amusement parks for free. I can't tell you the name of my connect. <laughs> I love you, but nor will I connect you with my connect. <laughs> unless you, I'm not going to say that. Um, I'm a pastor. I'm, I don't care about those things. Um, so, dang it, I'm always getting myself in trouble. So anyway, so yeah, we, we oftentimes reach out to this individual, and they come through every time because if you, if you look up prices for this particular amusement park, I won't tell you because I don't want them listening and all this stuff to the podcast. 
Um, but they know that I'm talking about them if they listen. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Stay on track, Redding. Um, you know, you look up prices for, for amusement parks, and I mean, a family of four, and if we have a friend or family member tag along, that's five people. If you do park har- harpers and, and the express pass for the lanes because it takes an hour, listen, listen. If you're going to go to amusement parks, invest in the express lane passes. It makes no sense to spend all that money and get on two rides, right? Yeah. Then you spend $100 for food. So get the express lane passes. Anyway, you add all that up, you're about seven, eight, nine, $1,000 for four or five people. At any rate, we set this thing up in time. We reach out to this individual in time. We can go to the amusement park and get in for free. It's not in our budget, and uh, it's not that we can't afford it, but we, we, well, we can't afford it. We don't pay for it, so we choose to go through this route. Did you know that there's a debt on your life? There's a debt, and it's a sin debt. We, we've sinned against the holy God. The word sin is an archery term, and it means to miss the mark in the Greek. And so God has a standard, and that standard is found from Exodus to Deuteronomy, over 600 laws in your Old Testament Bible that God gave the Jewish community. And no one from, from Adam, Noah, Abraham, uh, Moses, Joshua, Isaiah himself, the prophet who, who Philip is explaining the eunuch, you know, about not e- none of them could uphold the glorious standard of God, the standard of, of perfect living. And so, and there's a price to pay for that. And the Bible says that the price or the wages of sin, or the cost of sin, is death. You, you can't do enough good works. You can't dress the right way when you come to church. You can't put a billion dollars in the offering plate. If you got that, we'll take it, we'll use it, we'll spread the gospel with it. But that, that doesn't save you. That doesn't make you right with God. You can't come to church enough. We have three eyes here where we want you to invite, be involved, and to give. You can't do those enough to get right with God. It doesn't matter what what work you do to get right with God. Your works, the Bible says, is is filthy rags. So you can stop smoking and stop cursing and and, and do everything right. Your works don't get you right with God. You can pray 10 times a day. You can fast 365 days uh, of the year. Your works don't get you right with God. Jesus paid the price. And what qualified, th- this is the good news that Philip is sharing with the unit. What qualified him to pay the price? Well, Jesus came, born of a virgin, lived for 33 years, sinless. A sinless life. He was tempted in every way like we've been tempted, but he was sinless. He did no wrong. And, and, and so God gives you this free gift through Christ, and it's called grace. The word grace there is the Greek is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, charis. And it's a free gift that you can't work for or pay for. Salvation is free. A connection to God is free. Heaven is free. Getting into the amusement park was free. We couldn't afford it. We couldn't pay for it. It was free. And it doesn't matter who you are. You can receive salvation today. It doesn't matter the sin you've committed. You can receive salvation today because it's a free gift and it's given by by our good Lord.
It's given by our good Lord. So there's only one thing you have to do, and that's step towards it. That, that's all we had to do as a family. We, we, we get to, to Orlando, and we just we, we meet the person at the gate. <laughs> we meet them at the gate, and we get in. We meet them at the gate. We accept their goodness. We accept their love. We accept their kindness, and we step foot into the amusement park. That easy. We're in there. That's the first step. So point number one today is this. Faith in Jesus is the first step. Faith in Jesus is the first step. Through his death, burial, and resurrection, anyone can receive salvation and be made, with right, be made right with God through faith. Romans 10, 9, 10 says this. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. Well, I was raised Presbyterian, and I was raised Lutheran, and I was raised Catholic, and we had to do I was raised Baptist. And, and, and so when you gave your heart to Jesus in the Baptist church, and, and mine, and I'm going to explain that, you had to be baptized and join the church at the same time. So as a teenager, I'm like, I don't want to join the church. <laughs> it's hot in here all day, every day. And all y'all want to do is wear suits. I'm good. But, but that's what religion does. Re religion keeps us, we, we'll do the rituals, but we'll never encounter God through religion. And so it says this here, verse 10, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. It starts in the heart and it comes out. You, you express it, right? And then it says here, Romans 5, 1 through 2, therefore, since we have been made right, in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. So we have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for us. So even for my believers here, you, you walk around battling condemnation all day, all week, all day, all week. You, you, you're paying the price for something that you can't afford to pay. Jesus has already paid the price for your condemnation. There is no beef between you and God. God's in heaven like, it's all good. I'm just ready to bless you. I'm ready to show up in your life. I'm ready to show you your future and your destiny and your purpose. Stop condemning yourself. Jesus took care of that on the cross. He, he stapled it on the cross, and his blood just spilled down that cross and covered your receipt of uh, your debt and all that stuff. Verse 2, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. God is waiting, waiting to release glory through your life. Glory, glory. Faith, watch this is the only step to salvation. So if you're taking notes, write that down. Faith is the only step to salvation. Therefore, it's the most important step. Faith is the only step, and it's the most important step, but it's the first step in our relationship with God. So you don't need anything else to be saved. You... 
Those of you who are, who are being baptized today, amazing. We're going to do that, and I'm going to show you why in, in a minute. But you don't need to be baptized in order to go to heaven. But I'm going to tell you why you should be. Faith is the only step, and it's the first step to salvation. But I'm sorry, it's the first step in our relationship with God. Like a baby taking their first step, it's amazing, right? They start on their back. We roll them over on their tummy. They work that, you know, Dominic coming soon. We can't wait on him to come. Praise God. It's going to be fun. And uh, me and my wife thinking about a third one. That came from nowhere. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of playing, but I'm not. I'm serious. We'll talk about this later. I'm sorry. That just came out of nowhere, man. Like, you guys are like free therapy, so I'm like, I just want to talk about something. Like, Judah's super cute, so. Praise God for Judah. Love my baby. Anyway, sorry. So, you know, like, it's, and then, you know, they get up, and, and you're like, first step, baby, walk, walk. They walk, and then they fall. But you're, you're waiting on that, that next step, you know, uh, First steps to many steps. You got diapers, pull-ups, uh, underwear. They're potty trained. You have pre-K, sixth grade, ninth grade, graduation, freshman year, so on and so forth. There, there are steps. Why? Because the next step brings about the growth of a thing. You shouldn't want to stay stagnant in your faith. You should. You should want to take. If there is a next step. I get saved. If there's a next step in Jesus, I want to take it, right? And so this is what we're here to talk about today, the next step. Acts 8, we're going to pick it up at verse 36, and it says this here. As they rode along, they came to some water. <laughs> and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Point number two today, baptism is the next step. Today I'm, I'm going to, I hope to inspi inspire you to be baptized, but also hope to equip you with the conversation. You know, because your friends and your family member, they're going to have a lot of questions about it. Even there are some, some Christian adults who've been baptized, they don't even know why. They just was baptized because the church that they were going to was holding it. And, oh, just dunk me, ah! And, and so we're going to clarify that. So what happens? So the eunuch receives, believes, and desires to be baptized immediately. There are 20, write this down, there are 27 accounts in the book of Acts pertaining to water baptism. Watch this. And every time it was, they were baptized immediately after they professed faith in Jesus. So waiting to be baptized is not a biblical concept. It was immediately. I gave my heart to Christ immediately. You saw the eunuch, right? So, so uh, Philip shares the good news, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure Philip taught him within that about baptism. And so they're just riding along like, man, yeah, I received Jesus. Woo, man, there's water right there. And Philip's like, yeah, there's, yeah, th this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, because this is, this is primitive Christianity. Philip, this is probably Philip's first baptism. So, yeah, it's water. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And so they, it's immediately, 27 accounts, immediately. Waiting to be baptized is not a biblical concept. All 
desire to be baptized. Therefore, baptism is the next step, but it's this. I'm going to give you two things within the step of baptism. Baptism is a step of desire. When someone believes, so when, when, when I believed and when you believed in Christ, we received another baptism. There are three baptisms, but I only talk about two. I'll share this one with you real quick. There are two baptisms, well, three. I'm going to share one of these with you. We received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when you give your heart to Christ, God makes your heart his home. And so for some of you who've been walking with the Lord for weeks, months, years, what tends to happen if you're reading your Bible and if you're in a community, uh, let me pause for the calls. Come to church next week, please. I'm already, like, looking at the forecast. It's going to storm. Like, the beach ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Come to church next week. I'm preaching a message entitled, God is not enough. It's going to be powerful. Fight for it. Don't let Satan distract you and get you places you've already been. Come to church. Experience God in a new way. At any rate, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you, you may have been walking with God for weeks or months or years. What tends to happen when you're really pursuing God is, is your desires begin to change. I don't want to go there anymore. I want to go here. And I love you guys, but the things y'all do is just not where I'm at. I'm, I'm trying to go here. I got a vision. I got a purpose. I'm trying to head somewhere. You know, God has given me something. I've conceived a dream or something, and I'm heading this way. Your desires begin to change. And so uh, Ephesians 1.13 tells us this. And now you Gentiles, the word Gentiles are non-Jews, so all of us in here who are not Jewish, we're Gentiles, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own, watch this, by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. Now this is Paul writing about 15 years after Christ has went to heaven. And so when Christ was on the earth, this is the other guy series in October. You better be here. It's going to be amazing. Christ gives us a survey of the Holy Spirit from John 15 all the way through John 17. And he calls them things like the Holy Spirit is the advocate. He's the comforter. He convicts us of our sin. That's the Holy Spirit. And so, and, and Jesus said that when I leave, the Holy Spirit is going to come. So the Holy Spirit, also another nickname for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus in you. And so this is why you have a desire for the things of God. Paul tells us in the book of Corinthians, he says that for the spirit searches the, the deep things of God. The flesh wants nothing to do with God. The flesh will sleep in. The flesh will miss a day. The flesh won't serve. The flesh won't give. The flesh won't sacrifice. But the spirit of God searches the deeper things of God. I got to be like God. I want to serve like God. I want to be free. I want to be liberated. I want to change the world. I want people to know Jesus. I want the word of God. The spirit of God searches the deep things of God. And so when, when you get the spirit, this is a sure way to know if you're really saved is when your affinity begins to change. The litmus test of your salvation is when, you, when you're like, man, I used to be over there, but now I'm over here. I used to want to mess around, but now I want to, even though I'm single, I, I, I'm going to act like a wife. Even though I'm single, I'm going to act like a husband. Like when you, when you change, when you change, that's the litmus test of your salvation is your desire. Your desire. 
And so this, the Holy Spirit gives us a greater affinity for the things of God. Also, the baptism, uh, baptism is a step of obedience. I love this one. So Philip would have taught the eunuch what Jesus commanded his followers. It's not in Acts 8, because understand this when you read scripture. This is why you need to invest into a study Bible. Study Bibles help you fill in the, the, the gaps or, or get you a book, Bible for Dummies. Right? That's going to help you break things down. So it's not here, but we understand that Philip would have taught the eunuch what Jesus commanded his followers. And this is what Jesus himself said in Matthew 28. Starting at verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples. This is right before Jesus was taken up by a cloud into heaven. Right before, this is the last thing he told the disciples. This is what Philip would have told him. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Why? Because until that time, Satan had all authority in heaven and on earth through sin. The Bible teaches that the power of Satan is sin and death. I don't have time to teach that right now. Death means separation. So when Satan was in the garden, God told Adam, we're going to preach about this next weekend. Right? This is why God is not enough, for man shall not be alone. But he wasn't alone. God was with him. I don't need to get into that message. Anyway, but he was alone. It wasn't good. But anyway, so Satan came in. God told Adam, don't eat of the tree. If you do, you shall surely die. The word death means separation. Here comes Satan. He says, if you eat, you won't die. Oh, wow, I won't die. Let me, dis- let me disobey God. So he ate. Eve ate. He ate. And then they were separated from the Garden of Eden, all of God's provision, all of God's goodness, all of God's promises. So Jesus comes, lives a sinless life, sinless life. So the power of Satan is sin and death. So if we die in sin, we end up in an eternity separated from God called hell. Jesus comes, lives a sinless life. He goes to hell, read Ephesians 4. He goes to hell for three days. He says, thank you, Satan, for these keys. These were given to Adam. The Bible calls Jesus the second Adam. I'll take these back, and I'll give humans all the authority over sin and over death and over condemnation, and they shall be free as long as they believe and just keep on walking with me. You got to keep on stepping. You're free, from, you're free from sin, you're free from death, you're free from bondage, you're free from addiction, you're free from depression, you're free from it all because Jesus gave you the key when you put faith in him. And so he told his disciples this. He said, I've been given all authority because he defeated Satan in the grave. This is why I come in here and I say, man, we got to move. You got to clap. You got to move. You got to praise God. You, you're free. There are no chains on you. You're free. You're young. You're full of life. You're full of vibrancy. You're full of the spirit. You're chosen. You're called. You're free. Come on now. You're free. So don't just go through the motions like, he's so, so good. No, he has been good. You're free. And you got the keys. Verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. There it is again. Sorry. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands. That word there in the Greek, obey, means to follow. So, So he would have 
Philip would have told the eunuch, well, he was talking about Jesus, and I know Jesus, and this is what he told us. Bro, you need to be baptized. And then not only that, eunuch, but you, you need to share this news in Ethiopia so that Ethiopia would be believers and baptized. And then they need to share it. 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 So he was telling him that you have to be baptized, but you also got to bring other people to church and to God with you. And he says this, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Oh, Jesus, I love his promise. I love that. Uh, I love y'all, but y'all can be out there looking at me funny. And I know Jesus is right here supporting me, giving me strength. I know he's right there in that seat next to you. He's with us. So it's a follow-through action step. And guess what? We don't have to pray about obeying God. It's as if I tell my, my oldest child, Jaziel, hey, um, trash comes in the morning. I need you tonight to uh, take it out to the end of the driveway. And he, he's like, hold on, Dad. Um, give me an hour. Let me go in my room, turn off the lights, put on worship music, and let me pray about that. I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, Uh, come again. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't pray about obeying God, right? You don't have to. It's there. We, we, what, what is it? What's the will of God for my life? Do you want me to take this job or move to this city? Well, I know one for sure is that when you believe, be baptized. That's clear as day. I know, I know a lot of other ones too, but let me, let me bless you with this. So a lot of us, we want to know the concealed will of God. You got to start with the revealed will of God. And this is the thing. If God can trust you to obey and to follow and trust this, in time, he will begin to give you dreams and visions about the concealed things that heaven has called you to. Those gray areas, like, do you want me here? Or am I a singer? Am I a writer? Am I a teacher? Am I a philanthropist? Am I an entrepreneur? What am I? Who am I? Well, God is saying, like, if you would, if you would take time in this, I can speak to you. And the Spirit will bear witness with what the Spirit has written. And as you grow and gather a foundation in the Word of God, you can just be going about your day. And I can just speak to you. Because God will never speak outside of his word. Right? And so many of us, we're wasting so many years and so much time and money and energy and emotion on things that God has not called us to when he's, he's provided guidance and the answer through this book. And so it's a step of obedience. Uh, baptism is also this. It's a symbol of new life. Romans 6, 4 says this. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. This is water baptism. And he says this here. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of God the Father, now we also may live new lives. So understand it's a symbol. Baptism, the Greek word, is baptizo. And it means immersion. So I'm looking at the people who are Thanks, Aunt. It means immersion. So it means to go under, okay? And so 
when you are baptized, when you go under the water, it's a contrast between Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. So it's a symbol, um, like a seed. When a, when a seed is buried under the ground, right, the shell has to break. The shell has to die. It takes root, shoot, plant, fruit, new life. That's what happens spiritually when you are saved and are baptized. Seed form breaks, the seed dies, root, shoot, plant, new life, fruit. And so when you, oh man, new life. So the old you who did not know Christ, who the Bible says you were dead in your trespasses, the old you has died, the new you has risen to life in Jesus. You're a child of God, you're called, you're chosen, you're loved, and you are equipped. The other thing that baptism is, is baptism is a public declaration. Right now, we are in the marathon part of the sermon. If you're still with me, you're being blessed. Do not check out. Baptism is a public declaration. So baptism is an external demonstration that internal transformation has occurred. So I'm expressing that I've been changed and saved on the inside. It's also telling the world that I identify with the teachings of Jesus Christ. I remember when I gave my life to Christ, I was 19 years old. It was October 2006. And, uh, I mean, my heart was changed. My mind was changed. Immediately, I just, I just started dropping certain things and certain mindsets. One of the first things I did when I could, right, because it wasn't as extreme as Philip in this unit, but I got baptized. And I was in Tallahassee. My parents, all my family was down, down in Orlando. I couldn't wait on them to come up. I couldn't wait. I got baptized like three weeks later, right before Thanksgiving. I couldn't wait. I, I had to declare it. I couldn't, I couldn't hold this thing in privately. I had to let it be known. So you may have some questions today, like, uh, what if I gave my life to Jesus years ago and um, I haven't been walking with God like that? Well, I'll say to you today that today's your opportunity. Come back to God. You may not be with God, but God is still with you. So much like the scripture just said, today is the day that God is calling you to obey. You may say, well, I was, I was baptized as, as a baby. They sprinkled me. And I say, well, you, based upon the simple definition of baptism, you were not baptized. You were sprinkled. <laughs> you were sprinkled. That would be abuse if they baptized you. Or swim training, hold your breath. <laughs> but you were not baptized. I'm going to tell you what happened in that moment. In that moment, you were being dedicated to the Lord. Jesus was dedicated when he was eight days old. John the Baptist was dedicated when he was eight days old. All Jewish men and women were, were dedicated when they were eight days old. And so the reason your parents dedicated you, because it was in hopes that this day would come. They were saying, man, we, we want them to grow up, to know God, to love God, to experience God. And so if you are to be baptized today, you would bring that moment into full fruition. And that would be a blessing in your parents' hearts and in their lives. You would say, well, I don't, I don't know, like, 
I don't have clothes. I want to do it. I hear you, preacher. God's moving. I say, well, we, we can take care of that too. It's okay if you didn't come prepared. We can't prepare it for you. Number one, you get a new True Life shirt. All for you. And, uh, it's black, so we didn't want to show all your goods. And um, we have bottoms for you. It's, I mean, it's really no, no reason not to be, I mean, oh, we got bottoms bottoms for you. Oh, these are women's. I thought these, I told y'all to put underwear in here. So y'all ain't listening. Um, free flip-flops you can take home. I mean, we got lotion and deodorant and <laughs> women's underwear, man. We have it all. We have it all. Anything to make it easy for you to make this decision. There's nothing magical about the water. But, but what I will say is, is this. I knew that I was saved, just speaking from personal experience. But there is a conviction, a deep-seated conviction in me that unless I got baptized, water baptized, unless I got water baptized, I was not going to continue walking with God because baptism is the next step. This is very easy. I repeat after me, Lord Jesus, amen. I go to a blue tent, I get a box, I get a Bible, I go home and I don't show up to church for a year. It's very easy. But, but when I'm actually being dunked and raised to true life in front of people, there's a sense of accountability, there's a sense of encouragement, there's a sense of community that supports that. And even for some of you, you may have on um, superhero shirts in here today, the lamps there. Um, maybe you've never been baptized, but you're a believer. Today's your day. Today's your day. Well, my family is not here. We have professional photographers <laughs> to capture the moment. Like seriously, we didn't even have cameras in my day. We had like, I forgot the kind of phones that were out in 2006. That's what I had and I sent it to my mom. There it is, razors or whatever, I don't remember. But we have professional cameramen and women today who are gonna capture that moment. Make that decision, it's the next step. It's, it's a stake in the ground saying, I'm with Jesus, I'm with God, I'm going to step into my purpose, I'm going to grow in the Lord, I'm going to become everything that God has called me to become. It's that stake in the ground. And I just believe, unless you do that, you're going to always live beneath your God-given potential. Today's your day. Today's your day. God loves you. You're forgiven. You're saved. But let's obey God, let's fulfill our desire, and let's make it happen. Before we do that, we're going to pray for salvation. Then we're going to call up those who are signed up to be baptized, but we're also going to give you a chance who are deciding today to be baptized. So bow your head. We're going to pray, give you a chance to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, today's your day. The good news has been shared. The gospel has been preached. God loves you. He's calling you. 
He has great plans for your life. And so on the count of three, I'm just going to have you raise your hand high, every head bowed. Church, we should be praying and interceding for our future brothers and sisters in Christ. If you've been backslidden in a life of sin, but you are a believer, today is the day that you come back to Christ. You rededicate your heart to him. And so on the count of three, just raise your hand high. Then we're going to pray together as a church. I'm not going to make you feel weird. One, two, three. Praise God. Keep that hand up. God bless you. Come on, get that hand up high. Get those. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. God bless you. All right, church, we can celebrate. You can put those hands down. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 Hey, church, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Thank you for loving me. Fill me with your spirit. Give me purpose. Give me power. I am saved. I am loved. I am chosen. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen.